Welcome to the All Things Reality Podcast. My name is Champagne and I'm joined with my co-host Laith and today we are joined with our fourth guest. Laith, tell us a little about our guest today. So this Broadway dancer was on season 21 of Big Brother. He entered the BB house where he discovered a former lover of his aunt was also a house guest, Christy Murphy. He was a part of the Grateful Alliance, also known as the Hateful Alliance at one point, and was able to shield himself by being closely aligned with Big Threads, Jack, Jackson, and Christy. Our guest's social game led him to fly under the radar, and he didn't hit the block until day 79. Double eviction night, which was next to Christy. Despite escaping eviction, he was falsely framed at the final five, which led to his eviction. Although his time in the house, throughout his time in the house, our guest won one HOH, two vetoes, and was a finalist for America's favorite house guest. Please welcome Tommy Bracco to the All Things Reality TV podcast. Tommy, what's going on? Thank you so much. It was so crazy to hear you just like say the stats again. I'm like, oh my God, I did those things. That's right. That's who I am. <laughs> um, hi, Don't everyone. worry, we did our research. <laughs> uh, hi, both of you. It's so good to be on here. I, I was talking briefly with Champagne before this, but for all the listeners, I literally found Champagne on TikTok when she first started, I feel like a couple of months ago at this point and I just started following her and becoming, I became obsessed with her and then we connected and she was like, wait, come on my podcast. So that's how this happened. But you know, even though they're both reality fans, I'm a major fan of champagne and I'm so happy to meet you too late. Um, so thank you for having <laughs> okay. me. No, that's exactly <laughs> how this podcast started. I was a fan of her first, right? I had a couple of viral TikToks here and there making like memes related to Big Brother, right? And she followed me first before she was making reality TV content. And then she was popping up on my For You page, giving me that that analysis of BB22. And I was like, I was a huge fan of hers and I followed her. And then one day she followed me back and DM'd me and she was like, I love you. You're the king of Big Brother. I was like, what? I'm not, I'm nowhere near your level. You're the queen of Big Brother. You're the queen of reality TV. Like all, like, like hands down to you. <laughs> Wait, Lathe, you have to come to, you have to come to Hearts of Reality, Lathe. Champagnes are trying to convince me to go to that. I maybe I maybe I will make an appearance. I mean, yeah. I'll make an appearance. Maybe I'll I'll visit. <laughs> yeah, because um, Tommy, you don't understand. I've literally tried to get Lath to come with me. It's so hard because obviously I'm a 20 year old female. I'm going across the country. I live in Michigan, and it's like I would literally love to meet you. I know Brittany's going. I know Lauren Ashley Beck's going to be there. Davey's going to be there. So many iconic people, and I want to go so bad i'm trying to get late to go with me yeah that would be perfect because yeah. last time we spoke you were trying to go but you wanted a friend to go with late it's you you gotta come yeah i guess I'll, okay i'll consider it. i'll consider it we can talk about this off the air that's this happened in our last <laughs> interview too <laughs> <laughs> but um this actually reminded me and tommy you're probably gonna think it's so weird um i remember you, when Tommy first followed me, it was actually really funny. Like, I just happened to be literally in a Dollar Tree. Like, I was just in a Dollar Tree. And I, 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 Tommy followed me. And I was like, no way. Like, none of my friends watch reality TV. Like, they don't understand the hype. I went into the bathroom of the Dollar Tree. I called Lathe. And I was like, Lathe, do you remember this? I do remember this. I was like, Tommy just followed me, like Tommy from BB21. And he was like, what? No way. Like, I was literally just in a Dollar Tree bathroom store, like, so excited. Like, oh, my gosh. It's just so funny how it came full circle. I'm so honored that I that I made you have to step aside and go in the bathroom of the Dollar Tree. 
that's how excited you are. Like, I'm truly honored. <laughs> Stop. You guys hype me up too much. You guys hype me up too much. Team Champagne. <laughs> Team Champagne forever. Oh, my God, Tommy. All right. So Stop. we I love, love talking about Champagne, but we're here <laughs> to talk about Tommy. <laughs> Let, let's okay, talk. Okay, so Tommy. You're right, you're right. Let's talk, let's talk. So your first day, before like before even your first day moving into the Big Brother house, walk us through that casting process. Did you go to an open call? Did you send an audition? What was it like before you got your key? Talk us through the whole process that production takes you through all the way to entering the house on day one. Okay, so I'm a huge fan of Big Brother. I have been for years. I started watching uh, when my boss... I think I was like 15 years old and my boss was, uh, I worked for a DJ company and it was, there was a lot of buzz because the boss was leaving for the summer and going on a show or the fall. Um, and that was Alex Caldonado was on big brother nine. So he was the reason why I first, yeah. So that he was the reason why I first started watching the show. And then I kind of fell off for a bit. I, I don't know, just school. I was going traveling every single day to school from Staten Island to Manhattan. So I didn't really have time, honestly. But, well, I guess it was in the summer. I don't know. Anyway, I fell off. I joined back on BB15. <laughs> and then I was hooked and went back and watched all the, all the old seasons. I started trying out. I tried out four times before I got on the show. And the feedback that I kept getting was, Tommy, we love you, but we don't want actors on the show. We want real people. And I had to keep showing up until they believed, until they got to know me for the real person that I am. And they didn't label me as Tommy the actor. They knew me as Tommy the Big Brother super fan after I just kept going back in. So that's kind of how eventually it happened. On the fourth time, they were like, all right, we know you at this point. We know you love the show. We know you're not just an actor. So let's let's give this a try. And that's that's kind of how it happened. Now looking back, I don't remember any actors ever on Big Brother. Like now that you said that, I really don't remember anyone being known as an actor. No. So yeah. And that's why they wanted to make sure that I was I was labeled as the Broadway dancer. They wanted me to really push the fact that I'm a dancer. Uh, which is true. I am a dancer, mm-hmm. but I'm also an actor. But they they don't like that. They want real people, which I totally, totally get. Because the average viewer from the middle of America may not understand that. They might just see me as an actor. And they might not see me for the Big Brother super family, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And when I was on the call with you and Brittany... I talked about how I thought like getting your key was super staged, but you and Brittany told me that it is not staged at all. And right after you get your key, you're going to Big Brother. So what is that like? Yeah, it's really a surprise. Like it literally is, it's not, it's real. It's totally real. Um, they, They came to film some stuff with me and they pulled my dad aside, gave him the key and- they told me that they were going to film a new section with my dad. We were doing a dance. So I'm like ready to go with my dad. I'm like, all right, a five, six, seven, eight. We're in a theater. The lights are on <laughs> us. And he goes, oh, hang on. Actually, we don't have time to do this dance because you're moving into the Big Brother house right now. And he gave me the key. What? I was like, what? They don't air it. But they, they choose what they want to air. But it was such a crazy, crazy moment that I will never forget. Um, it was wild. So did you know at that moment? 
did you know at that moment that you were already cast on the show or was it like maybe if you'll get on we'll air this kind of thing it's still up in the air you just you don't know but they're coming to film with you and getting the key is very real so it was crazy it was and then you have that hour to pack and then you're just off well at that point you have your bags ready to and they're packed because you could be leaving at any point i know they used to do the packing segment but they don't i don't think they do that anymore i haven't seen it on the recent seasons and i feel like that's just not a thing anymore um so i was already packed but you really don't know that you're going you really are just like mm. it it could be any time any day i just have to be ready to go but then you find out once you get the key you're like this is it they tell you you're really on the show it's happening this is real and you're like oh my god <laughs> crazy yes so then once yeah. you're like on the way I to the bet. airport you're flying to california you step on the stage you meet julie chen moonvez you walk through those doors you see your face on memory roll what's going through your head what are you thinking do you have a strategy coming into the game are you trying to think all the way to day 99 are you trying to think just through week one what's going through your head yeah um i definitely had a strategy coming in and i honestly did stick to it uh my strategy was to just act as the fun social butterfly in the house to make the house guests do dances to make them enjoy themselves to be a friend to listen to them and just um to really to just be a good friend and so that people would want to keep me around i wanted to play with my my social game was my number one thing to focus on um it it just so i think that being a great big brother player is looks different for every player it's about every single person is unique and different and what i think being a good big brother player means is looking into yourself and knowing what makes you unique and different and turning those qualities into a strategy so for me i am that fun outgoing energetic person in real life i just wanted to bring that to the game of big brother and turn it into a strategy so when i walk into the house and i'm so like this is a dream come true just shocked at it. like it works it works for my strategy but it it is real but it's also planned and calculated if that makes sense so oh my gosh tommy this is why i love you you're just so yourself you're so wholesome you're just so tommy thanks. and it shines through thanks. i mean you were literally top 3 for america's favorite house guest so that says a thank lot thank you yeah it, that was amazing that was so amazing i loved the show i loved my cast i loved my experience uh it's you know it's so interesting to like i here's the thing too part of the experience it comes in waves in that it's it's mm-hmm. the casting process leading up to it then it's when you're in the house it's winning the competitions it's coming out of the game and that it's doing podcasts afterwards and meeting people and getting recognized but then it's also getting to meet a new cast and i feel like i just i feel like that's the last chapter of a player's big brother experience and with this past summer season i feel like i got to close the chapter in a way because i got to meet a new cast introduce like i got to like you know say hi to them and meet them and 
Yeah, weren't you at Todrick? You were at Todrick's house, yeah. right? So I feel like that was... I saw you at that after party. Oh my party. God, I literally flew across the country <laughs> to meet them all. I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like it, it. that was a part of my experience too, was saying hello to them and meeting those people, if that makes any sense. So it's cool. No, um, it totally makes sense. But now it's different. Now I'm. I feel like ready to just do podcasts and be in the world, but it's not, it's not my experience anymore. Now that's kind of, I'm moving on from that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. So moving back into the house, let's think back to the beginning. Is the food, this is like a really arbitrary question, I feel like, but like, what's the food experience like? Obviously, there's slop. They don't really highlight it as much on the recent seasons as they've used to. I feel like slop used to be like a big thing in Big Brother Canada. It's like a competition behind it, but they kind of just like do it to punish you, it feels like. So like, what was the food situation like? How are What are the groceries like? You, um, What's the slop like? Walk us through it. Walk us through it. Well, it's funny that they don't make slop as big of a thing in the editing because well, okay, rewind. I'm getting ahead of myself. I will say all of the punishments <laughs> in general are a lot worse than they look on TV. I remember watching like BB-19 <laughs> when Jessica and Cody had to hop over each other when they were frogs. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so funny. It's mm-hmm. so silly. Like, haha, they're frogs. They have to hop. That must have been <laughs> now after li- having lived through punishments and knowing how torture- t- torturous it is, to wear a rocket helmet on your head, to be covered in pink calamine lotion. Poison ivy. It was truly horrible. It is a punishment. So now I think back to all those punishments and as fun as they look on TV, they're torture, they're punishments. Slop, it really messes with your mental state. Like you really feel defeated, exhausted. You feel like you have no gas in the tank and you feel like you're gonna break. Because it just like you're you're irritable, you're hungry, you're exhausted from not sleeping. So it's really tough, honestly. Like it's hard. And I feel like the editing just makes it look so fun and like silly and makes you laugh. Mm-hmm. But it's really a struggle. That was the biggest thing for me, like about the food was the slop. It was rough. Well, even talking about your punishments, you and Christy got the poison ivy. And from what it seemed like, I think you mentioned that like it's itchy and also you couldn't shower for four days. So even that, you just probably feel so gross. I felt gross. I felt like I was being suffocated in my own skin. So I was just like trapped. Mm -hmm. I was like every inch of you is spray painted pink. And then when it starts to fade, they bring you back and spray paint you again. So it's truly like, Oh my gosh, torture. It, it was horrible. <laughs> and how did you sleep with that? How did you sleep with that helmet? Yeah, on? well, actually, the only time I was allowed to take it off was when I was sleeping. So oh, I did, okay. I was allowed That's to better. take it off then. <laughs> but uh, during the day, my neck was killing me. And it's, it's a very light helmet. It doesn't weigh a lot. But your body, like, it's just not like it when you're wearing it constantly, it, for some reason, really messes with your neck. It was rough. It was crazy. Just not what you would expect. Yeah, it looks like it's a lot more fun than you think it is. And people try to make make fun out of it. Like you were never complaining about 
the rocket helmet on screen that we like it wasn't a big point if you're ever complaining about it right and it looks like it's fun it's like a like nicole franzo her she's most known for her punishments for her unitards you know what i mean so like yep. I, I imagine what it's like to go through that hundreds of or like three four five times it's probably horrible yeah it was rough it was but i wouldn't change any of it for the world i loved it it was still fun <laughs> but it was yeah. the experience you know what i mean yeah so, a point of controversy a point of controversy on your show, um, they didn't air this on screen, but it was part of the live feeds, was that that Jackson was eating while he was a have-not in the shower. It was alleged you could see him, like, ducking down in the have-not shower eating allegedly watermelon. I don't know what your take is on this. If you've heard about this before, if it was a t- uh, talk of the, the house, or what your perspective is on it. No, when we were in the house, we didn't hear anything about that. So that was news to us when oh. we got off. We didn't know that that was happening And I still don't know if it's true or not, honestly. Like, I've seen the video. It looks like it's true, but I never had a conversation with him about it. And it's hard for me to comment if it happened or not, because I just wasn't privy to the conversations in the house, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I wish I could. If I knew a straight, if I had a straight answer, I would give it (laughs) to you. But I honestly don't know, like. I wouldn't be surprised if it was true, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't true. So, yeah, I don't know. No, you're good. Uh, Let's talk about alliances. You were pretty much in most of them. So you started off with the eight-person alliance called Grateful with Mickey, Holly, Annalise, Christy, Isabella, Jack, and Nick. And then you also had the Undeniable with Sam. And then you ended on the Six Shooters Alliance. So... I know there was like a lot of drama, but like what all crumbled? What was like the crack? And um, yeah. Okay. So I think that what, what this past season 23 just proved is that if an alliance sticks together, they're going to make it. They have the numbers, they have the power to go all the way. I knew that my team could go all the way if we stuck together. So that was me the whole entire season. I was trying to get the team to stick together because I knew that we stood our best chance together. I think out of the entire season, the only people, only two people won HOH that were outside of grateful. Every other person that won HOH. Oh no, that's not true. There's three. It was Cliff won one, Nicole won the double and Jessica won. So only three people outside of Grateful won the HOH. We were a very strong alliance, like like statistically speaking. But Mm -hmm. when you, it's hard. People don't stick together. They just, they come from different walks of life. They don't, they're all strangers just meeting each other. So they butt heads, they clash. um, And that's just how the game goes. That's, you know, that's what it is. But I thought that's why it was so exciting for me to watch this season, even though we had one Alliance steamroll the entire season, it was still, for me, it was thrilling to watch them play so flawlessly and to have each other's backs, no matter what. I thought that that was incredible. Um, And it's kind of the game that I wish that my team would have played. Yeah. Statistically. I mean, you guys were stacked. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Speaking of grateful, we mentioned this. I shouldn't have mentioned this probably a little bit uh, bringing down the mood, 
the hateful segment, you know, people we originally were called grateful, labeled as hateful when there was the whole HOH blow up where Nicole A was bullied and excluded out of the HOH room. So you were in that room when that happened. What was it like from your perspective? And do you think um, it could have been avoided? Or how do you think it could have been done differently? It's really tricky. Like this question, I've gotten it before. And I think that there are a lot of layers to the answer. One, first and foremost, nobody deserves to be bullied. A hundred percent. Two, it's a game and you're doing things that you wouldn't normally do because you want to win. You're not there to make Mm -hmm. friends. You're not there to be a good person. You're there to win. Yes, America's watching and yes, they're judging you, but it doesn't matter. You know, going before you go into the game, the house, a lot of times you do an interview where one of the, the, you're asked a question. Would you rather be hated and have America? Uh, would you rather be hated by America and win, or would you rather be loved by America and lose? And you get different answers for every house guest before they move in. Personally, me, such a huge fan of the game, I would rather be hated by America and win. Like I'm competitive. I'm there to win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I am a good person. I like say that for sure. You would think so, but it's usually 50-50 with the house guests before really? they go in. Yeah. Um, See, but- that doesn't really surprise me because I feel like there was a lot of recruits in the past. And I feel like definitely recruits in general, I don't know, I can't speak for every single one because there's been some really good people who've been recruited on the shows. But I feel like are more there for their TV time, for what they were trying to avoid with having actors on the show. Yeah. Um, but it makes sense for a super fan to want to... I mean, I guess it makes sense because everyone views the show in different ways. Not everyone's watching for a strategic dominating season. Some people are watching it for the entertainment aspect. So I guess I understand I understand that perspective. But for me as a super fan, I know Champagne can probably agree, and I understand why you would say this, is if I'm there, if I ever get a chance to go Big Brother, I'm there to win. I don't care what people have to say about me. Yep. Whether outside of being discriminatory yep. or offensive, I don't care if people hate me. You know what I mean? I'm there to win. Right. I completely agree. Um, so... I'll, I'll leave that as a part of my answer too. I answered that I would rather be hated by America and win. I'm competitive. I love the game. That was what I was there for. Um, I, I am a good person. Like if, if something, if someone were to be bullied in real life at this point in my life, I would 1000% stick up for them. Even back then that I would have done that then. Mm -hmm. But when you're in the game, you're not, you're not yourself. You can't paint a target on your back. You can't stick up for Nicole when she's being isolated out, out of the HOH room because then you put a target on your back and then you're, if she, you're both going on the block and if she wins veto, you're going home. So it's about getting to the yep. next week. You got to go with the house. Um, so that's another point. The other thing is I love Nicole. She's literally one of my closest friends. I'm obsessed with her. Her experience is extremely valid. She was the whole, the reason why that whole blow up happened was because you had two sides of the alliance. You had Christy, Sis, and Holly, and then you had Bella and Nick. Nicole was in the middle. What she was doing was smart as a gamer. She was taking information from either side and reporting back to the other one and basically pinning Mm -hmm. both sides against each other. She got caught that day. Yep. She was doing that. 
she is an amazing person and doesn't deserve to be bullied, but she got caught in what she was doing that day. So I think there were other people that were guilty as well. Like definitely people were not being trustworthy when they should have been, but the reason why it blew up that way is because she got caught in what she was doing, which was a game move, which was genius. And mm-hmm. she wasn't the only one that was guilty, but she was guilty as well. So it's really like, it's really interesting when I get asked that question, because while I do understand that no one should be bullied, I think that it's not black and white. I think that it's, I think that when you're a lover of the game, you can see that. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. I was always the mediator. They always would like pull me into the room. Uh, you would have seen this on the feeds, but whenever something was happening in the house, whenever, whenever there was an issue, I was often pulled into the room to be the mediator because everyone knew that I was a good listener and I was fair. And, and that's your social yes. plan too. That's how great your social Yeah, that was. was part of my plan. I was Everyone wanted to go I to I was you. happy to play that role, but I see like <laughs> I see America react to our seasons with such negativity, calling us hateful. And me being mediator, playing devil's advocate, I think there's more to it than the fans uh than they focus on. If that's the be- I think that's the best way to put it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't think that it's because you know we're not in the house, so we have a totally different perspective yeah. than you guys, and you guys have to f- solely focus on the game, yep. whereas we're just watching. We're not in the game, right. and I don't know. It's so crazy. Like I'm trying to think if I were in that situation, what would I do? Because you always want to stick with the majority, even if something like that is happening, where it's like I sympathize, I empathize with her, but if for the game's sake you want to stick with the majority, because that's where the numbers lie, and that's just where you're most comfortable in. Yeah. So I totally understand where. And the last thing I'll say about that is, at the time when we said Nicole, you got to step out of the HOH room. We're talking it out. We're, we're celebrating. We were celebrating because we thought we caught the snake. We really believed that. So we were like, oh my gosh, this like unassuming girl from Long Island had us wrapped around her finger. We almost fell for it, but we caught her. Go us, go team. We are stronger than ever. We got this. Let's celebrate. That's what it was for us. And then as the days went on, I realized from being mediator and talking that there was more to it, that it wasn't just Nicole. It was also Bella. It was also Christy, sis, Holly. It was also Nick. It was a bunch of people. No one was, no one was perfect in this situation, but at the time it made sense to put, put the blame on Nicole. It did. Mm-hmm. Because you want the tension diverted from you onto someone else yep. because that affects your gameplay. Yeah. I mean, that helps your gameplay in yeah. a sense. But um, let's talk about the big – no one knew this until, I mean, Final Five. You and Christy knew each other coming into the house. And what I want to know is did you and Christy talk about auditioning? Was Christy a fan? And also, like, what was your initial thought process and how did this – positively and negatively affect your gameplay love all of that okay so christy and i were talking throughout the audition process we lived next door to each other for um a couple of years i forget um 
And then her. Do you guys still? No, not anymore. Uh, that was when she lived, when she oh. was with my aunt. They lived next door. Mm. Um, and then they moved to Jersey. And two months later broke up. And then right after they broke up, two months later, we were in the house. So it was a very quick turnaround. We were talking during the audition process, but we were told that we would never both be cast on the show in the same season. We were told that by the producers, would, the producers. So the producers did know that you guys knew each other then. No, we don't know to this oh. day. We don't know, honestly. Okay. Oh, we still don't so know if you, it was so a were, mistake or not. So I can say that, that you were told that you wouldn't be in at the same time. How, who told you that just by people in general casting casting. Okay. So there was this guy that cast Christy and I, and we were told by him they would never cast both of us. Two gay people from Staten Island with the same accent. It's just not going to happen. It's <laughs> it's one or the other. Um, so <laughs> when I think find out that it's me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going in the house. It's me. It's not her. So I really did not expect to see her there. Um, it was it was a huge surprise when she walked in. I don't know if it was planned to this day because on one hand, the guy who cast both Christy and I was, was fired. So that leads me to believe that it wasn't planned, but I have heard people say in, in the production team, we knew all along. So I don't Mm. know what's true and what's not. I don't know if they're covering their ass. I don't know if, I don't know what the truth is. Because the same thing can be said for Kat and Holly because they also were two people who knew each other. Not as close a relationship as uh, you and Christy had, but still they ran the same circles, as they said, in the pageant world. And they both were there at the same time. So have you heard anything from them about their experience with being a duo, two people knowing each other, going into the house together? Well, I think that they they were also talking prior to moving in. They were on the same page and then they struggled in the house because they butted heads, they clashed a bit, but, um, but they did have each other's back at the end of the day. They were a good team. Uh, and I think that when me and Christy were, me and Christy are in the house and we know that we know each other. When we get wind that Kat and Holly might know each other and we start seeing signs that they do, we really buy into that because we're thinking maybe we're not the only secret duo in this house. Why would we think that we're the only ones? There must be others. Kat and Holly are a duo. They do know each other. They made a comment about going to stagecoach together uh, or being a stagecoach at the same time. We, and Christy was like, how do they know that? Um, there was a few things. I literally don't even remember. It was so long ago at this point, but that's why day 44 in our season was a huge deal. There was a huge blow up and that was being spearheaded by me, Jack and Christy, because once we got wind that Holly and Kat knew each other and that Jackson was involved, we looked at them no longer. There was a couple of duos floating around the house, but they were the only trio at that point. So if we looked at it from a numbers perspective, that's why we, I tried so hard to get Cat out instead of Sam, but it, it didn't work out. Um, it was too last minute. No, I think you played that 
sorry. I think you played that very, very well because obviously you and Christy were a duo, but what you did so perfectly is you diverted the attention off of you guys and you put it all on Holly and Kat and even Mickey and it worked. And nobody suspected you and Christy, even though you guys were super close in the house, how were you able to hide that friendship? It was really difficult. Christy, oh, I love her. She's so funny. Like she would tease me that, I'm much more nervous and anxious. She's like, no, can I curse? Well, no, I'm not going to curse. No F's given. Yeah, she's just curse. like, no, you yeah, can, you can. She's, she's just like, you know, whatever. She doesn't care. She's like a little more brass and just aggressive. So mm-hmm. she would be in a room and just talking or whatever. And I would literally, every time she was in a room, I would run out of it. Because I just did not want to be seen with her. (laughs) I didn't want to have anything to do with her. I was so paranoid and scared of being in the game with her that I would just run away from Mm -hmm. her. Eventually, house guests were like, I think Tommy has anxiety. Every time we're in like a big group hanging out, he runs away. And Christy's like, no, it's not that when we're in a big group, it's just any room that I'm in. That's what it really was. (laughs) So I literally would just like run away from her. Uh, But there was only so much running that we could do. And then at some point I thought to myself, okay, if I didn't know this girl and I was moved into the house with her, I would gravitate towards her. It's going to be weird if I stay away from her at some point. So then I was like, you know what? Let me let it go. Let's just embrace the fact that we are best friends in this house Let's make it work because that's how it would have been. Here's the other thing. My goal going into the house, another part of my strategy was to hide behind a big male, a large like male threat and like an outspoken female. So I wanted to work in a third, in a three. I didn't want to work in a two. Even though Christy was my, my duo partner, Jack was very much a part of that trio as well. And that was my plan all along. So I wanted to work with somebody like her. I was literally just thinking that. Yeah. I just thought of that because you and Christy were obviously ride or die. And also you were with Jack as well. And you just totally flew under the radar also with your amazing social game. Thanks. So no matter if you were up against Jack, if you were up against Christy, they would be voted out compared to you and you didn't even see the block till day 79 which i think is amazing yeah. i mean considering how much of a social threat you are but yeah i think that strategy very well worked out for you because if you sat on the block towards any of them you weren't going to be evicted yeah that was i i promise you that was the plan all along and listen i'm very it's very interesting like looking back on big brother now like our game how it panned out when you watch the okay so at the end of the day, it's a TV show and they're going to edit whatever they need to, to make a good successful show. That's going to get the ratings up. Mm-hmm. Very often we see on the show, the gay guy is just the fun one that has the one liners that is just, you know, it, that's the, the gay person's role usually on the show. I don't think we've seen a gamer who was the gay, uh, a gay guy who was the gamer yet. Even Andy, who won season 15, mm-hmm. his edit is not the gamer, the person in charge. That edit usually goes to the Jacksons, uh, the Xavier's, yep. 
that edit goes to them. Mm-hmm. However, I will. So even though I didn't get the edit of the gamer, everything I did was on purpose. Everything I did was calculated, was strategic. And I'm very proud of the game that I played. I think that I'm a good, I was a good player. I was, and I'm very proud of that. So I like to talk about it when I get the you chance. Yeah. Yeah. As you should be, you should be proud you of yourself. You should be. And also you're a fan of the show. And I think that helps out so much. I mean, nothing against recruits, but I feel like just big brother fans know this game so well and they're able to just calculate every move with intention and purpose yeah. and I, th- I think you did that really well Tom. thanks i feel good i really do I'm, I'm happy with the game that i played i am yeah you should. you should um so talking about this season's twists you guys actually had a lot of twists um so you had the camp director hit the road activity comps camp comeback america's field trip america's prankster and prank week like how did that all affect your game i mean to be honest with you it didn't it really didn't too much none of the twists directly affected me the one that affected me the most i would say is uh why can't i think of the name of it right now the one that put christy on the block is america's field trip uh, put Christy on the block as the third nominee. Or prankster, prankster. Oh, oh no, field trip. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the the field trip because I it was the field trip. I won the veto that week and got her off. I think right. And it was your HOH. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was my on my HOH. She was up. Uh, that was challenging, but I won the veto. I got her down. However, me winning the veto and taking her down probably affected our games a little bit. I say that, but I, I mean, I, I, it really didn't affect it that much because everyone already saw us as a strong duo. It didn't change that much, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I did an okay job at navigating the twist, or at least they didn't directly affect me. So I got lucky. I did. Good. Also, I am obsessed with Christy. I literally love the Taco Tuesday. I think that is so funny and genius. I mean, it literally worked. Christy was on the block for, what, three weeks in a row? And, I mean, with the help of you taking off with the veto. I mean, Five weeks in a row. Incredible. Incredible. And she was, I mean, she was a huge threat. Yeah. The way she was able to just, you know what I mean, escape all of those. I mean, with the help of your veto, of course. Yes. But... But she she did, yeah. She got off the block five times. Uh, you know, I'll pat myself on the back and say two of them were because I took her down. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But it it was smart. Oh, you. I didn't answer your question before. Was it? Do I think it was a positive that she was in the game or a negative for me? I think that how it affected you. Yeah. It's really tough to say because the pros are that she was always going to be a threat before me. I mean, look, I won more competitions than her. I was a bigger threat, honestly, but people didn't see that. They saw her as the bigger threat. Mm -hmm. So she was a shield for me. Um, I think that that was a big pro. That was a big positive thing to, to having her in the game was that she was my shield. A con would be that we played very differently and sometimes it was hard to navigate our relationship and try and, uh, you know, I felt like I wasn't having to just be in control of my own game, but I was trying to control her game sometimes. And, you know, uh, you can't control anybody. You can't. So 
it was just a tough thing to navigate sometimes, but she's incredible. She played an amazing game. Um, Yeah. It, it, it was wild. So it's hard for me to say if it was, if I'm, if it was a pro or a negative, I think moving out of the house, it was really nice to have somebody to relate to, to go through that with. So that is a mm-hmm. huge pro as well. Um, we, we leaned on each other as we transitioned back into the real world. So that was really helpful for sure. That's nice. Yeah. That's totally, that's totally good to have somebody because it's a really big transition because you kind of I feel like I don't know what it's like for you I feel like as a like for as a viewer you kind of forget probably you don't experience the social media following that you're gaining because you're in the house you're not seeing the feedback that America's giving you and then you just come out to it all at once especially because you guys were all jury members so it's kind of a lot to take in so that I could see how that would be really good to have someone right there with you that you knew of beforehand and was with you all throughout as well so that's that's yeah. awesome that you had that yeah yeah. Anyway, yeah. love her. All right. So no, you're so <laughs> there was a lot of drama throughout Big Brother 21. We mentioned this before recording how it was a crazy season, um, constantly people flipping back and forth. Um, the big alliance uh, that we already talked about with Nicole getting shut out. Um, the conspiracies with Cat versus Holly and Mickey. Um, Holly versus Annalise. That fight that happened. Taco Tuesday, as we mentioned. What was it like? You mentioned that you were a mediator. Is that where you believe your role was throughout all of these different? Um, fights and all these different beefs that happened throughout the season 1000 percent, the whole entire season that was what it was and that was great it was awesome i love every single one of them every house guest it the game is just really tough like you put 16 strangers from different walks of life and they're all competing for five hundred thousand dollars i mean now we're seeing seven hundred fifty thousand dollars it's going to bring out ugly sides of people. Here's the other thing too, that we don't realize when we're watching as viewers, we only get the backyard two days a week. So five days a week, which is crazy. Yeah. Five days a week. You are locked inside with no windows, no doors. You can't even see what time it is. There's a clock on the stove, but that's it. So you're completely shut out. It does mess with your psyche. I can totally see that. So, I bet. so we mentioned the beefs. You played your fair share as the mediator, but you were in the midst of a big drama, a big fight between Mickey at the final five, which ultimately ended in you going home. Um, so you, I feel like, were in the best spot. You were between two two duos. Who would ever want to take a duo further into the game? You would think, right? So you made the alliance. You wanted to work and take Cliff and Nicole with you to the end. But in that conversation that you were having with them, Mickey overheard and was able to use that to his advantage to paint you like you were a snake, like you were playing both of these duos. How did that happen? How was it like from your perspective? You were really emotional during that as anyone would be. And Jackson was able to play that off in a way where uh, Hall- or where uh, Nicole and Cliff made a pretty dumb mistake in hindsight perspective, sending you out instead of uh, Holly. Yeah, so, okay, a couple of things. Nicole and Cliff never believed Jackson's lie. Never. Oh, they never, really? they never believed it. It was on TV. Uh, so the feeds went down that day. We were fighting all day long discussing and they only show you a piece of what made it to the edited show. Immediately after that blow up fight, Nicole and Cliff come up to me and they say, we're keeping you. 
we know you're not lying. We know that he's lying. We know, mm-hmm. we know 1000%. And that was the truth. Yeah, because Nicole said in the DR that she felt like in her gut you were telling the truth, yeah. which you were. She knew. She knew 1000%. Uh, what it really came down to is that Cliff really wholeheartedly believed that Jackson was going to take him to final two. He didn't even think that Jackson would take Holly. He thought that Jackson would take him. And Cliff felt like he would have been in a better position if he were to get rid of me and then have Nicole taking him and Jackson taking him. So he felt like that was the best game move for him. And then he convinced Nicole to make that move with him. Mm -hmm. It was a very dumb move, but it, it, Yep, I agree. It, obviously, it was a very dumb move because the truth is I would have stuck by Nicole and Cliff. But keeping me was Cliff saw that as not great for his game because the truth is I would have taken Nicole to final two over him. So that was oh. – and he knew that. Nicole, Cliff and I were – Cliff and I, it's so funny. You would never think this. Like the gay Broadway dancer and the older middle American straight – oil working guy we were extreme mm-hmm. extremely similar in how we played the game and so throughout the entire game cliff and i saw each other as as the other one's biggest threat um for me it was cat and cliff they were my biggest threats they were playing the social butterfly game mm-hmm. underestimate me i'm just here to have fun but everything was planned and calculated and i saw right through it and they saw right through me so Cliff didn't want me in the game. He, he feared me. I get that because I feared him as well. But at some point, I, I knew that the fan in me came out. And I said, I know as a fan of the show, you're rooting for the underdogs. The underdogs are Cliff and Nicole. I want to go to the end with the, yep. with the underdogs. At some point, mm-hmm. once all of my allies started getting chipped away one by one, I said, all right, at this point, I just want to play like to uh, from the fans' point of view. I want to give the fans what they want. I want to go with the underdogs. Um, so that's why I would have died by Cliff and Nicole at that point. I would have been loyal to them. But even with that information and even not believing Jackson's lie, they did not believe it. They still were... It, it honestly, like, they were, it, okay, I don't want to use the word bully because it's, a, it's very difficult, like, it's a very sensitive word. But what happened afterwards mm-hmm. was a lot after Je- uh, Cliff and Nicole gave Holly the, they said, we're going to give her the courtesy of telling her. This is probably 20 minutes before the live show. The live show actually started, and they're like, we want to give Holly the courtesy. We were working with her. We want to tell her we're voting her out. So they do that. At that moment, there was a lot of America's going to see what you did. They're going to see that you broke your deal. And this will affect everybody is going to see what manipulation. Yeah. Like it's not bullying. It's manipulation. But it was very it was aggressive manipulation. And a lot of go ahead. Break your deal. By Mickey. Yeah. Go ahead. Break your deal. Go ahead. And then let's see how your how people receive you coming out because that's what America is going to see that you're a backstabber, someone that broke your deal. That's who you're going to be known as. 
and just like wow so 20 minutes before eviction you were safe oh my god literally and then it all flipped it's it's way crazier than even that i'm not kidding i was staying until 30 seconds before the eviction uh so they're they're coming on the loudspeaker the producers and they're saying you guys you have to go sit in your seats it's time for the eviction no one's listening. They're still fighting, fighting in the bathroom. This fight is between the four of them. I'm just staying out of it because I'm staying. So I'm like, great. This isn't between me. They had a final four. They're fighting it out. I'm going to sit this one out and just listen from the sidelines. Producers are coming on repeatedly. Go sit down. Go sit down. Every two minutes, they're coming on. Go sit down. Finally, I go sit down. As soon as I sit down, I see... Nicole, I see Cliff and Nicole walk up to Jackson, whisper something, and then go up to Holly and whisper something. And in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, they just shifted again. They just switched again. They're, they're voting wow. me out. So it really was no. down to the wire. It was ins- It was the most insane emotional experience day of my life, honestly. And only a fraction of what actually went down was showed. I wish that everyone could see because I know that the fans would have loved to have lived through that. It was it was yeah, wild. That's crazy. That's crazy. I that's like juicy content that we were missing. Like we were missing that really advanced strategy. And I feel like that's like that last minute on the edge of your seat kind of thing. Like I, I feel like that's something they would they should show. That's really weird that that was not included. It was wild. It was so it was so much crazier than what was shown and then what I could even describe as. Wild. Wow. Oh my gosh, because right as Julie said your name, there was like a teardrop coming down your face. And I was like, oh my gosh. That's because 30 seconds before you thought you were safe and now you're just done. Literally. Wow, literally, I did not know that. Yeah, literally wow. like like a minute, a minute and a half before is when it switched. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Wow. So it 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 frustrates it frustrates me that if you're just, if you don't see the feeds or if you don't like hear this story, you see that and you're like, wow, Jackson's lie got Tommy out. It really didn't. That's how it was portrayed. Like, I believed it. I know. I believed it as a fan for all these years. And I'm it, sad about that. They never believed his lie. Nicole always saw through him. She was very, she's a very smart, intuitive player. We didn't see that in All-Stars because she was not ready to go back, but she is good and she is very intuitive. Um, so she knew the truth. I think Cliff just bought into Jackson's uh, mm-hmm. potion a little more and that yeah. kind of, and Nicole bought into Cliff's potion. So I think that that's what went wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. So you go out, you meet Julie Chen, and then you're off to the jury house. I think so many people want to know what is the jury house? How do you get there? And what what was your reaction? The jury house is incredible. I love it. Uh, it was so much fun. It was an amazing week. It was so good to decompress and just hang out with my favorite people uh, in the jury. It was amazing. Um, I'm, I'm happy that if I wasn't going to win, I'm happy that I got fifth because the fifth place person gets one week in jury. Everybody after that doesn't mm-hmm. get jury time. Fourth place person, you go right to the hotel for a couple of days. Third place, you're evicted on finale night. Second place, you're on finale night as well. Wow. 
And so looking back, I, I'm actually curious. Um, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with Davon and I watched her YouTube videos. She said she didn't watch Big Brother 17 for like a whole year. She just completely avoided watching it. Did you watch your season right away or did you wait a while to watch it? I watched it right away. I did. I bet you were you were so interested yeah. to see. I, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, it, it was so fun. Um, but looking back, looking back, do you wish you had done anything different about your game? Yes, for sure. Absolutely. I wish that I would have been more aggressive in telling Cliff, he's not going to keep you. This is a mistake. Are you, are you guys kidding me? Like, this is yeah. the stupid. I feel like. I am not an aggressive person. So it was always a little, it was hard for me. I would watch people play aggressively like Christy, like uh, Jackson. And when I would see things like Jackson and Holly in the bathroom, uh, aggressively saying to, um, how, uh, to Nicole and Cliff, America's gonna see this and they're gonna hate you. How dare you break your deal? you are going to regret this. Is this the kind of man and woman that you want to be known as? When I would see that, I'd be like, this is so ridiculous. I'm like, yeah. how, how does, mm -hmm. how does a, anybody fall for this? And like B, how does every, anybody even like do this? It's just like, it, to me, it's like a joke. So I was like, I wish mm -hmm. that I, like, I, I would just take the back seat and watch it unfold because I, I judged it. But now I wish I got involved. I wish that I was more aggressive. I wish that I stood up and said, hey, idiots, they're a, the strongest duo. Like, are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? Hello? Yeah. Do you, they're saying, do you want to be known as the person you bro broke your deal? Do you want to be known as the dumbest people to ever, to, the, to make the dumbest yeah. decision? Like, what do you want to be known you as? You should have said that. I, I wish I could have, but I just wasn't aggressive. <laughs> and I wish that I would have played a, a little more aggressively. That's what I wish. Well, fifth place isn't isn't too shabby. That that's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So, um, you're a Big Brother fan, but what advice do you have for other fans who want to watch or who want to play Big Brother one day? My advice would be to find what things make you. Excuse me. My advice would be to find what makes you unique and turn that into a strategy. It's kind of what we spoke about before, but I'm never going to play Xavier's game or Jackson's game or uh, Tiffany's game. That's not yeah. my game. I can't, I can't play that because that's not who I am. So my advice would be find it what makes you unique, turn that into a strategy. Okay, that's a great advice. I feel like no one's ever, I've never heard that kind of strategy before. And it makes a lot of sense because you it's a combination of who you really are and who the big brother player you are and that merges it together into one. And I can yep. see how that was so successful for you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I really wholeheartedly believe in that. <laughs> all right, so that's all for our questions. But Champagne, as you know, has a little bit of a following on her TikTok page from all reality TV fans. So she asked her fans what questions they have for you. So we have about seven questions we're going to go through asking you fan questions from your fans, from Champagne's fans. So the first one we have, what was the most surprising thing about being in the Big Brother house? The most surprising thing was how horrible the punishments were. Did not expect that. Thought that they were a joke. Thought that it would be fun. It's torture. 
And by the way, when I posted this, everyone was so excited to have you on the podcast. Aww. Literally so excited. Thank you. That's so nice. And I just want to like give a I just want to give a shout out right now. There is a very loyal fan. Her name we go we call her Cool Cat Katie, but her name is Katie. And when I tell you this girl Katie is obsessed with you, Tommy, she loves you. So I just want to say from Katie, she wants to say hi. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Hi. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so who is your favorite all-time player from Big Brother? My favorite all-time player, Jessica Graff. Oh, that's a good pick. See, we're, we're actually really uh, divided here. I love Jessica Graff. Champagne is not too much of a fan of hers, but I think she's amazing. I was... it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily that. It's, it's, it's the showmance. I don't really have anything against Jessica, but... We won't talk about that. I hear I'm you. I'm also a hear huge you. diehard fan of Jessica Graff. I, I love her. I think she's so entertaining. She brought the drama. She brought the, the strategy. She was there to win. And she was yep. the only one not playing Paul's game on that season. I loved her too. Yep. I loved her. I thought that she was incredible. I, my favorite kind of player is a loud, outspoken, intuitive woman. That's who I always root for every single year. The um, Vanessa Russo, Davon. Yeah. Uh, Janelle, all of those players, those are my favorite players to root for. Yeah. Yep. And so this kind of goes along with it, but what Big Brother legend or whatever Big Brother player would you want to work with? Like if you had to choose anyone. Janelle. A thousand percent Janelle. Janelle, not only, she is extremely loyal extremely loyal uh and that's what people don't expect from her but if you because she is the popular girl and she you know she she's just you would think that she's a mean girl by looking at her her demeanor but she is a ride or die if you're on janelle's side you have her one billion percent she is not gonna falter if you look at her track record and how she plays she never backstabs or turns. She never turns her back on somebody that she's working with. And I love yeah, that. That's a great player. pick. That, that, that's mm -hmm. a great pick. I think so many people would also say that because who does not love Janelle? There's something wrong with you if you don't like Janelle. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. So if there was any season you could play on outside of Big Brother 21, which season would it have been out of the 23 seasons we've seen so far? I would have liked to have played on 17. That would have been a great okay. one to play. Oh my gosh, I love that cast. I love that cast. That is actually one of my favorite casts. I love that cast. I think that they're great. Um, Jason was an amazing player. Great representative for the LGBTQ community. Oh my God, stop. Jason's my favorite. I love him. He's incredible. He's also one of my I favorite players. I loved watching him. He's incredible. Yep. Um, but I feel like I could have also done well on that season. That's why I pick it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I can see that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, 17 for sure. So outside of the U.S. version of Big Brother, another popular version of Big Brother is Big Brother Canada. Have you seen that show before? Have you heard about it? I've obviously heard of it, but I have not seen it. I wish I had, but it's... Oh, Tommy. I know. It's on YouTube. It's so I recommend good. it. I just discovered it recently. All the diehard fans are watching it. It's amazing. You'd love Aika Wong. She's your player. I'm sure you've heard of her before. You would love it. She's yeah, your I player. would... I love that kind of outspoken person. So a thousand percent. 
Um, so I recommend watching it on YouTube. You can look it up for sure. Yes. Uh, I also really want to watch Big Brother Over the Top because I know that season is incredible. But <gasps> yep. that was a really good I, season. I was in finals for that one, so I never watched it because it was like yep. it hurt too much at the time. But now I want to go back yeah, and watch it. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, so I don't know if you knew this, Lath, but actually Tommy was an alternate for Big Brother Over the Top. And it actually is really funny you mentioned that because Jason, oh, I, I shouldn't tell you what place he got, but Jason was on the season of Big Brother Over the Top. So, I mean, if you would have worked with Jason, that would have been amazing. Yes, um, I was in finals for it. I wasn't an alternate, but... Uh, oh, sorry. My bad. No, my you're, bad. you're perfect. I just don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to sound cooler than I am. You know, I'm like, no, I didn't make it that far. I got cut you're in the finals. You're super cool, Tommy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got cut in the finals. <laughs> um, but Jason's incredible. So if usually there's one representative from the LGBTQ community in terms of men. So if it was going to go to anybody, it yes, go to Jason Roy. He's incredible. He's mm-hmm. so smart. So funny. Amazing love him yeah so i gotta go watch that season love it for sure um and the fans want to know would you ever come back for another big brother season i think so it depends because i'm obviously a huge fan of big brother but i have to think about my career broadway and honestly in today's world of social media if you people are not willing to look at both sides of the coin always. And I think that basically we've seen people get fired from their jobs because of being on big brother. And the truth is the fans aren't in the, the shoes of the player and they don't have all the information. Um, So it's very difficult with a fandom like this, because as much as incredible, as incredible as it is to be a part of, a show like this, an experience like this, you never know what you're going to get coming out of it. And I'm lucky that even though there was a lot of controversy on my season, I'm lucky that I, you know, I'm, I steered clear of it, but I've seen some great people get caught in it and it ruins their lives. And that's yeah. not to say yeah. that these people are perfect. They're not. But at the end of the day, you're watching a reality show with real people and real people make mistakes mm-hmm. and they, you know, it's, it's just a tricky time. So while I would love to say, yes, put me back in, it depends. Cause I have to put my career first. Now I, you know, I got lucky that, or, you know, COVID happened and I obviously did not get lucky that COVID happened, but there there's been a break from Broadway. So there's been some time to step away from the franchise to have my season cool down. We had two new seasons since then. So, you know, I'll be able to get a job on Broadway now that it's coming back, but there was a world where that wouldn't have happened, honestly. And that would have been really hard to deal with. So I don't know if I would go back, honestly. Oh, the big brother fandom is the Big Brother fandom is crazy. I mean, I'm yeah. a part of it, but <laughs> Twitter is it. crazy. And it's just... Sorry, that was <laughs> Siri somehow just started talking to me. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, 
But was, what I was going to say is um, it's the nature of the show and the live feeds. Now, yes. the live feeds are very crazy because you're being watched 24-7. I mean, sometimes the live feeds are cut, but I think it's the whole nature of the show. There's so much pressure because anything you do or say could be worked against you. I Like you said, you got Twitter that has all these clips out there. So I feel like in your head, you just you always got to be like, what will America think and how will this come across so yeah I think it, it's very dangerous you gotta always play your cards right and always think what is America gonna think about this so yeah, yeah. it's a and lot that's... I mean I commend you and everyone on Big Brother for going through that I truly commend you because that, that's very hard it is hard but it's it's uh, but now I'm like oh my gosh of course I would go back like oh uh, why did I say it? like yeah. no I can't <laughs> say no it's the best show in the world like it's just there's there's a lot of things to think about and it 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 has its challenges coming out of the house, but overall it was an amazing experience that I love so, so much. It was my, one of maybe my favorite experience I've ever had in my life. Uh, so Aww, I'm yay. very grateful. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Grateful. Yeah. Sorry. yeah I was going to say grateful it. for the experience. <laughs> I'm Sorry, grateful. I, had to say it. <laughs> I love it. So we've seen, sh- we've seen shows like the challenge survivor and the amazing race, all cast people from big brother. If they ever called you or have they ever called you, would you ever go on those shows? Never say never. I'm I'm a yes person. I like to say yes to experiences. So I'm taking back my answers when I said depends. That was a very negative answer. If somebody asked me to go back, I'm probably going to find a way to make it work. I love this stuff so much. And I'm, I, I don't believe in saying no to experiences. So that's the truth. That's who I am. And that's what I stand by, actually. I think you and Christy should go on the Amazing Race. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be amazing. I think that'd be so funny. We wanted to do I it at some that. point. Yeah, yeah, it would be great. Never know. Do it. I'd be ruined. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys should go on. I'll root okay. for you both. If they were oh cast my gosh, us, I would kill it. I literally. I have had dreams at night where like Leith and I secretly go into the house together, literally just like you and Christy, where we go in and we pretend we don't know each other. Like I've literally had a dream about that. And I'm like, oh my God, if that ever happened, I'd be so, I would love that. But that's probably never going to happen. But oh well. <laughs> never know. Never say never. I, I, I said the same thing and look how it worked out. It did. It worked the first, out. The first interaction, the first interaction we ever had on TikTok was Champagne talking about going on a Big Brother show with one of her fans, and I commented, "Looking forward to our final two alliance, and I can't wait to betray it at one point." And then that's how we. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god, I love that. That's amazing. He was such a hater. You literally said it. You literally said something like, "If you were in the game, I would knock you out first because you're so smart or something like that." And I was like, "Leith is such a hater." And like, I mean, I'm wrong though. It's now. a good strategy. Yes, a hundred percent. Have you seen your TikToks? You are you know everything about it. I didn't know oh way gosh. less than you do. Ah. Oh my gosh! It's true. <laughs> All right. It's well, good. Tommy, is there anything we haven't discussed that you want to share with our listeners? No, I think we're good. I, I thank you so much. Sorry for, to put you on the spot. No, that's Sorry. thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. This is super fun. It's so funny because I don't talk about this stuff as much anymore. And so it's honestly very nice to talk about it because I, I still have like, when I think about the fact that I was on the show, it's still like a pinch me moment. It's like, 
oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I did that. I see that for that's sure. that's my dream, and I did that. Um, so thank you for having me and allowing me to talk about it again. I really appreciate it. No, thank, thank you, you to, for coming to on you. here. Yeah, yeah, like you gave us all the inside info that I had never heard before as a fan. So I'm sure I appreciate it. Champagne appreciates it. I'm sure all of our listeners appreciate it. You gave you did not hold back. You gave us all the beef, all the tea, and we really appreciate it. So. Thank you so much, Tommy. Do you have, let us know our followers can, where they can find you on social media. Uh, just at Tommy Bracco. I think TikTok uh, is pretty simple. At, yeah, <laughs> just simple. Plain and simple. Uh, we'll link them TikTok below too is, in our captions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's all good. Um, thank you guys. Thank you so hey, much. You got some great dance moves on on TikTok. Yes. Yeah, we. I have fun. I'm I'm always forcing my boyfriend to do dances with me. So. <laughs> Ah, your boyfriend's so cute. I, I, you guys are so Thanks. cute together. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Thanks. Um, right, well, thank right. you both so much. Yes. All right. That was a great conversation. That wraps up our interview with Tommy. Thank you so much once again, Tommy, for joining us. We had such a great time talking with you today. Thank you. Thank you, Leigh. Thank you, Champagne. Of course. And we have a lot of content coming your way, so make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you're liking what we've made so far, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast with your feedback. We love hearing from you guys. So you guys can find me on TikTok at LOLLath and Champagne at All Things Reality. If you have any requests, comments, you can shoot us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast.com. Thank you for your We will see you next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.